Today's episode is brought to you by Clarence. In 1954, Clarence was founded in France with two guiding principles, listening to women's needs and a love of nature. Today, those pillars remain at the core of Clarence, and with over 65 years of expertise, it's no wonder why the plant-based formulations, like Clarence's new Total Eye Lift, are simply unmatched. Targeting wrinkles, crow's feet, dark circles, and puffiness, Total Eye Lift is an all-in-one anti-aging eye cream that includes 94% natural ingredients and powerful natural performance. The exclusive lift smoothing duo of organic herangana extract and cassie flower wax will give you a visible eye lift in just 60 seconds, literally. To try Total Eye Lift for yourself, head to clarinsusa.com. Welcome to Who What Wear with Hillary Kerr, your direct line to the designers, stylists, beauty experts, editors, and tastemakers who are shaping the ever-evolving world of fashion. I'm your host, Hillary Kerr, and today I'm joined by the wildly talented stylist, Erica Cloud, who is bringing us inside her preparation for the 2021 Met Gala. Erica dressed not one, but two major celebs for the American-themed event, singer-songwriter Casey Musgraves and actor-producer Dan Levy. She tells us about the collaborative process of nailing each of their gorgeous looks, how she interpreted the theme for her clients, and what her day of schedule really looks like for such a highly anticipated event. It's all coming up on Who What Wear. Okay, so Erica Cloud, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So you are just the most incredible stylist. As you know, I have long admired your work, particularly your use of color and the way that you combine colors. I am so thrilled that you're here today to talk about one of the biggest nights in fashion, the Met Gala, for which you are dressing longtime clients, Casey Musgraves and Dan Levy. Yes kind of crazy. It is. It's wild. It's, you know, we weren't sure if it was going to happen this year and all things happening in the world, but there is some type of outlet that feels relieving to um, be able to have an escapism to a certain degree. And at the same time, this is still work. So it is nice to kind of flex those muscles again. I can imagine. Okay, so we are recording right before, so a few days before. So how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Do you feel prepared? Is there still a lot to do? I mean, all of the above. But (laughs) um, I will say, like, the way that I handle stress is I generally just try to be super calm about it. Somebody once told me, they're like, it's like you have ice in your veins because it doesn't do anybody any good to get kind of like hectic or frantic. And so I just really try to break it down and be like, okay, what's the game plan? And of course, there's always that level of you just want everything to work out perfectly and you have ideas and going from like a sketch to a real life garment, there's always a little bit of change involved. You know, as everything is in life, you just have to kind of be adaptable. Well, I just am so excited on so many levels, mostly because I'm so curious to see what you've been working on because Met looks take a really long time, generally speaking, right? 
Yes. So it's interesting because obviously the Met was canceled last year. And so this year when it was decided, it wasn't a ton of time involved because this is a very kind of edited Met Gala. There is a kind of short time span. Europe is closed for the month of August. And so there are many factors, but it's exciting. It's fun to create something that you haven't seen necessarily before and put your clients like spin on it and have the relationship nurtured between the designer and the talent. I mean, this is so exciting. So the theme this year is in America, a lexicon of fashion. And I'm so curious to hear how you've interpreted it with your clients. So can we start with Casey? Can you tell me about what she's wearing, how you came to the process of the look, all of that good stuff? So Casey is wearing Ralph Lauren. Oh my gosh, I love that. Who is a long-standing Americana brand. So in the lexicon of fashion, I think that it really kind of represents a little bit of like sportsman America, for lack of a better description, but Casey's from Texas. And a lot of, I think, people that view Ralph Lauren, it's those kind of classic pieces that can also translate sometimes like everyday wear, which I love. It's just the great pieces of denim or polos for men or any of those, or just for women, a very kind of classic silhouette or aesthetic. And Casey can be those things, obviously, like she can wear classic pieces very well, but she has a bit of an edge and, you know, likes to have a modern take on things. And so we kept that in mind going into what we felt was the right, you know, fusion between the two. Got it. It started with looking at their entire archive, basically, because it is the lexicon. And so you're going back and you can kind of choose which era to go with. And the look we landed on was because it felt modern, but with a classic Ralph Lauren appeal to it. And so it's a tight black mock neck top that's bit cropped. And then the skirt has a big slit and has a huge train, but it's this liquid fabric, which He's done on the carpet before in red and blue, and I believe in gold, but we're doing it in silver. And the reason we chose the silver is because she also is releasing her album and visual album as well. And a lot of that, there's symbolism in it with silver and kind of armor and like a little bit of a tougher feel. And so the color of the skirt is a bit in a nod to that as well. And then uh, we're doing it with a classic riding boot. Oh my gosh, I love that. Which is very Casey, but also very Ralph. And it feels just like a sporty, but kind of iconic look combined. Have you figured out the rest, like the jewelry, the bag? And how do you think about like hair and makeup in these moments? Because obviously that's a collaborative process, but I'm also sure that you have some thoughts on the matter. Yes. You know, it has to be cohesive. You don't want someone's head to look cut off from their body. And Casey always has good intuition on what she thinks is going to work, but also her glam team is incredible. Moani Lee and Giovanni Delgado are just masters. And so I usually defer to them because I wholeheartedly trust them. But I think for this, we all kind of agree that it's not going to be anything crazy. It's such a simplistic look to a certain degree that you don't want anything to compete with itself. So maybe it's a red lip And just kind of a softer hair could be very dramatic, like extremely long hair. She also has that in the video. And we all have a conversation and, you know, they pull their references. And if I have an idea, they're always open. They're just the most wonderful people to work with. And then for accessories, 
I like to have a lot of options, but I gotta say, we had them at the fitting and the boot is just cool. It anchors the look. It makes it so it doesn't feel like, okay, it's a big skirt and there's a slit and there's a strappy light shoe. It's saying something and it's a little tougher and Casey rides horses. So it's also representative of that. And to me, it kind of like conjured up the nineties black and white imagery of the editorials back then. And so that's been thought out, but I am not sure about the bag yet. I love a Jimmy Choo bag. I got to say they really have such a great combination of soft and hard. And I think that that could be great. And I think we're going to do Tiffany jewelry. And the reason is in the video, we had this custom necklace made for her that says Starcrossed, which is the name of the album. And part of that had a little bit of inspiration with the Tiffany heart pendant locket on the big chain link. And so again, another tie in there, but also something that's completely, you know, iconic. It says, if lost, please return to Tiffany and Co. It's, it's such a nice little nod and it's in New York. And I'm playing around with the idea if I want her to wear an Elsa Peretti bone cuff, Ooh. which that's not necessarily like new, but it's eternally chic and it could represent a kind of armor in a certain type of way. And I also feel like that's been on our minds as a collective community because of the great Halston show and sort of like having new insight into this strong, amazing, incredible, creative woman. And that seems to sort of fit very nicely with Casey. Exactly. I think there are parallels between her and Elsa in ways that the design concept in itself, it's not extravagant, it's simplistic, but it's done just right. And so it doesn't feel overwhelming, doesn't feel too much. And it feels like you're wearing it, it's not wearing you in all those type of ways. So yeah, I hope it works out. We'll see. We haven't tried it on yet. We're going to have the jewelry at the fitting, the second fitting. I'm so excited. Okay, so that's a lot to keep in mind. You have what the brand wants and what the brand can do because you want it to be a natural fit. You don't want to ask the brand to do something that's outside of their wheelhouse. You want to honor them and their vision. You have Casey and her vision and everything that's going on. Additionally, with her album, which is its own point of view, you have the theme. That is a lot of stuff to think about all at the same time. How long did this process take for you? I mean, it's been in the works for months just because to land on it and it feel like the right choice. Everybody you just mentioned, all those parties need to be happy and feel like it is the right decision. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel you know, like an uncomfortable dress up or something like that. And we went back and forth on silhouettes for a while. And, you know, they did some sketches, they did different ideas, because at first we thought, oh, Ralph Lauren does a great hood. They've done it multiple times. I mean, Lily Collins just wore one for her wedding. And I was like, and there it is in lace. And it's beautiful, (laughs) but it wouldn't have been right with the rest of the silhouette. So we had tried like a tight hood. And um, it just made the most sense to do the mock neck. But it's so incredible to see the illustrations and the different variants, how it could be. Because initially I was like, can we do all silver? Because that could be amazing. But it didn't end up working for the type of fabric that they wanted for the shirt. And at the end of the day, once we tried it on, it felt really nice to have 
the black on top and bottom so that just the skirt feels like when you shake the fabric, it just looks like ripples of liquid. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to see how this all comes together. I also think it's so interesting because it is such a departure and such an evolution and so different from the Met Gala in 2019, which is the last yes. time it happened when Casey attended for the first time, basically as an impeccable, flawless, incredible fashion Barbie doll look, which was this sort of like bubblegum pink leather moto jacket by Jeremy yeah. Scott from Moschino. And she had a hairdryer purse <laughs> and she pulled up in a matching pink convertible. It was so like my 80s child heart sang when I saw that. And it was so campy and fun and fashion and silly and chic and all of these things all at the same time. Definitely like a very big moment. This theme doesn't lend itself to that as much, I think, but I'm curious about any other surprise elements or entrances we might see this year, or if that's something that feels like you've done it and you want to move on. How do you think through that process? Because you're definitely not repeating yourself. I can No. <laughs> yes. And thank you. The Corvette was my idea. Oh, uh, yes. And because as an 80s baby, of course, you just <laughs> wanted Barbie's pink Corvette. It was, I mean, it was everything. It was everything. You're like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, the difference is that year was camp, like you said. And so it is this extreme over the top world. And she was actually Met Ball Barbie. So they made Barbies for the Met and that's the one that she was. And so setting the bar at that level is a tricky thing to wrap your head around because you want to do something that feels as fantastic but given the current state of things and mm -hmm. the theme and all of that, it made more sense to feel like a little bit more subdued in a certain type of way. And I don't mean uninteresting. It just felt like Casey's many different things. So another part of her is this very kind of classic but cool representation. Dramatic but grounded. Yes, exactly. You know, she speaks from the soul and you feel like you know her even if you don't. And she is just such a wonderful person. Anyway, for the entrance, I have an idea that I don't know if they'll let me do. And we'll see if it ends up happening. But I really want her to arrive on a horse. <gasps> oh, that would be amazing. But I don't know how that works because she does ride. What if she goes side saddle? Exactly. She would. And she knows how to ride and she loves horses. And it felt to me like this would be a way to kind of have a nod to her past entrance, but it also ties in. It's very Ralph Lauren. And I just don't know that it's possible because of logistics. Ah. Anyway, so that's my dream. And the skirt would just be flowing behind her and she could just slide right off and go up the stairs. Well, I would love that. And certainly she has the right shoes for it. Exactly. Keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> Another thing I think with the past year is like comfort, you know, like how can we still feel glamorous or chic or upscale, but don't want to cut your feet off at the end of the night? I mean, that's really kind of marvelous on a number of levels. I feel like that's a very realistic nod, but still in this very like cool and glamorous way. All I ever want to do are a pair of boots with things. Yep. I think it just immediately makes you almost the coolest person in the room because you're like, yeah. I can run a mile right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go kick something. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it toughens up the look in a great way. Totally. So I would imagine that this whole process has been really fun because she is so amazing, a country singer who transcends genres, 
you're getting to take her fashion to the next level of like pop stardom. Obviously, you mentioned thinking about the hood. Were there any other looks that you were thinking about that you decided against? Or did you come to this pretty quickly? There were a couple just beautiful corseted looks that they have done in the past. I think maybe the early 2000s, very on trend right now. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't necessarily pan out in the same way. I think this felt a little bit more evergreen in a certain type of way. And it felt like her. She loves a mock neck. She loves a sporty top and she rides horses. So at the end of the day, we started the process of elimination. There's also, they do just a beautiful slinky slip dress. Yes. Which is gorgeous, but to me doesn't make as much of an impact. You want something on a a grand level to a certain degree. It goes both ways. If you're going to do simple, then it's almost like it has to be so simple that something else is like shining as well. And uh, it just felt like the right move. So I would say yes, that we kind of edited down pretty quickly. Went through the archive, it's probably like five looks that went down to two or three. And at the end of the day with what ended up being sketched out, it just felt in line with everything else that's kind of about her and the album. Well, as you said, like all of the Venn diagram overlaps, that had to be like the one connecting thing. We'll be right back after the break. Support for this podcast comes from Clarence. Born in a spa, Clarence has over 65 years of expertise focused on natural plant-based formulas. Take, for instance, Clarence's new Total Eye Lift, a naturally powerful, all-in-one anti-aging eye cream that targets wrinkles, crow's feet, dark circles, and puffiness for a visible eye lift in 60 seconds flat. Used morning or night, you warm the product between your fingers and gently press under the eyes, over the eyelids, and onto the lashes, from inner corners of the eyes to the temples, and the sensorial, lightweight balm immediately melts into the skin. This unique method improves the product results while naturally stimulating lymphatic drainage to depuff and brighten skin. And it's suitable for all ages and skin types, including contact lens wearers and those with sensitive eyes like me. Go to ClarenceUSA.com to shop and to learn more about Clarence's new Total Eye Lift. That's ClarenceUSA.com. So you're also dressing Dan Levy as well, which is so exciting. And as a huge Schitt's Creek fan, it has been such a joy watching the (laughs) two of you work together. Obviously, he adores fashion and was so involved in costuming and styling for the show. I'm curious what your process is like with him. Is it similar to how you work with other clients? Is it different? And of course, we have to talk about how you were thinking about the Met for him. Yes. Dan is an incredible collaborator because he does love fashion and he's so in tune and he has such a knowledge. So our process is a little bit different. It feels a little bit more edited because other clients, we can have an idea and maybe I can send them certain images, but you know, don't want to be involved fully. They trust me. It'll just come to the fitting, all that. But Dan has a, such a true love of it that it is really fun to just okay, this one, you like this one. And we just go back and forth on which specific things to ask for. And it really helps narrow it down. And I don't know if that's just because he has so much to manage with writing, directing, acting, all of these things. And he has an Iowa company. And and so I think he can streamline things extremely well. 
And anyhow, that said, it's also kind of refreshing if you know somebody is happy what's arriving, then you don't have to stress out that, okay, are they going to like anything? And, and yes, and he did do so much of the costuming on the show. It's incredibly impressive. He was doing that on top of everything else. So to move over into the red carpet world and all of that has been so exciting just because with everybody's outpour of love for Schitt's Creek, which is so well-deserved, it's been really nice to introduce him to, he already knows the brands, but to the PR people and the people who are actually getting you the clothing. Who are all obsessed with him. Yeah. Yes. Like (laughs) Katie Goodwin, Stacey, and they've just been so supportive and kind of moved mountains like, It just shows you when someone shows appreciation back, how much it means to everybody. That's incredible. So what was the plan with him for the Met? So for the Met, he is going with Cartier. Amazing. And so which was great because then you kind of have a pick of designers to a certain degree. And because Dan is such a true lover of fashion, it felt to me like we should try and figure out what the right brand would be that felt representative again of both. And so he's wearing Loewe. Oh my gosh. That's exciting. Yes. And Jonathan's mind, it's, they're so similar. He and Dan just in their vast knowledge of different things in the art world and cultures and everything. And so just to kind of bring those two in a space to discuss as well, And it started from silhouettes. And then from there, how do we incorporate? Because also before it was lexicon, there was American independence was a theme running through and what independence meant to you. And so that I think kind of brings it so personal as in what's your own type of independence and all of these things. And so the artist, he's done a custom print on a Loewe silhouette. And then I think we're going to layer some Cartier diamond necklaces and some rings with it just to bling it out a little bit. Now, when you're thinking about a look that is centered around an incredible fine jewelry brand, does that affect the way that you're building the look? Because generally speaking, you start with the garments and then think about the accessories. And this way, you're sort of reverse engineering at the same time. So is that sort of different? That's exactly right. We asked kind of to see what pieces they had that were more unique, And all of these things, because specifically Jonathan wanted to see if he wanted to build around that. He's going with Cartier. And so you really want that to not fade away in any way. So collaborative. That's really lovely. Yeah, it was such a wonderful thing just to have everybody respect each other's field, too. Mm -hmm. And so we initially thought, oh, are we going to do like an incredible necklace? Like, can we get... One from a museum that Elizabeth Taylor wore. <laughs> Let's go to the archives. Break a moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, because of the artwork, it's going to just be the classic diamond strands, which I love that he is wearing as a man mm-hmm. and you know that anybody of any gender or identity can wear. I think it's the perfect accessory for anyone's outfit, no matter what it is. Who's mad at Cartier Diamonds? Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Even if you can't afford diamonds, because I can't, any type of little necklace that has a little bit of bling that maybe aren't true diamonds, but it just makes you feel a little special. A little sparkle is always nice, especially mm-hmm. because this is his first Met Gala. So yeah. does that ever factor into like how you're thinking about the strategy? Does it feel like more pressure or does it feel like less pressure? 
I would say more because you just want that person to be excited and feel good about what they're wearing. And then on top of that, because Dan does love fashion, it was like, okay, well, I want to be the right match and him still feel like himself and all of these things. And so when it came to be Loewe, it was just so exciting. It felt exactly right for it to be that collaboration. And so I do think that that takes a lot of the stress out of it. And so I feel like he will feel good. And it is definitely uh, memorable. So it's not by any means simple. (laughs) And I think that is a way like Casey was Barbie. So I think like (laughs) your first time out, really go for it. And after that, you can like go in many different directions. But why not? I love that. And also, I like when people go for it, no matter what she wears. I love seeing Sarah Jessica Parker there because she just goes for it. A hundred percent. I think people have fun and take risks and really go for the fashion that maybe might not translate to the general public. And it's great and it's okay and it's appropriate and it's right to do that. Yes. It's not meant to be sold in a store. No. (laughs) It's walking art. That's the idea of it. It's you're at a museum. You're seeing artwork from other people or designs from other designers And that's the whole kind of point is that it's like an editorial in real life to a certain degree. Absolutely. That's a perfect way of putting it. I'd never thought of it in quite those terms. I love that. (laughs) So dressing two celebrities is no joke, especially since, as we all know, there's so much behind the scenes about timing and arrivals and Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. So what will your day look like and do you have it all mapped out? Okay. So what I try to do is have each person stay at the same hotel and if not in the same vicinity. So you're not going uptown, downtown, running around. (laughs) Yes. And hot tip, ask for a lower level room so that you don't have to wait for the elevator. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's so funny the amount of times that you go up and down stairs if clients are in the same hotel and you see other stylists like, you know, Carla Welch, who I worked for forever. We would be like, all right, like high five each other going up and down from one person to another. It's fun. That's where you run into everybody is in the staircase. (laughs) It's like the hottest ticket more so than the bathroom at the Met Ball. That's so funny. So same hotel. And then does the day start really early? Or is it a little bit of a later start? And is it different than an awards show in that way? Yes, because everybody's going generally in the same vicinity, they're getting ready at the same hotels, just because the traffic gets bad. So it's a less commute time for award shows. Most people are coming from completely different directions. So the way I map it out is getting that person scheduled for the day. It's usually not that early of a start time just because the carpet tends to be, you know, like late afternoon, early evening. And you have to have help and a team and be able to be in both places or all places at once or feel secure, you know, about who's there. And I mean, fingers crossed, I think the timing is going to work out for me to go from one to the other because I do like to be there to see people into the car. I'm a stickler for details and tiny things that even if no one sees them, like I know they're there and I know they're right. Like for Casey's earrings, for Barbie, they were almost exactly like the dolls. And I felt like that was a tiny feat. (laughs) And um, Fine, her shoes were different. I will say that. But they felt like the right move. So anyhow, yeah, you just, I like to hopefully bring a sense of calm because I'm sure that they have nerves. I'm sure it's stressful. But luckily, because it's a later start, they can maybe be in a nice place, have a nice breakfast. And 
have their look set up, have the accessories laid out. I generally like to figure out the accessories at the last fitting. So you're not making the last minute decisions, but also sometimes it's just on the fly and that's okay. And that's another thing you have to be always ready for. (laughs) Right. Prepare for uncertainty. Yeah. I was going to say, and also make sure ahead of time, if you've got a big, you know, look like get a sprinter van, (laughs) you know? Right. Right. So many people are arriving standing for a reason. Right. Once they get inside and sit down, that's fine. (laughs) Then it's all off. All bets are off. But you need it for that arrival. Yeah. So while thinking about these questions, I was reflecting on like how insane your schedule must be right now because Casey has an album out. So there's a ton of work and press that goes along with that. You also dress our September cover star, Aquafina, who is in Shang-Chi, which is the number one movie in the world right now. When you have two clients who are having huge career moments simultaneously, how do you handle that workload? You start weeks before an event, obviously, and you just look at the schedule and see, okay, who has what where. And uh, I was just with Nora Aquafina in London and New York for her press tour. And I got to say, the movie is so good. You have to see it. And I'm not even a person who really watches Marvel movies. I've seen a few of them, but... That's an endorsement then. (laughs) The entire time, you don't think about anything else. You're just there and it's so great and she's so good in it. And so anyhow, we had to plan a big press tour and the looks, but at the same time, knowing that Casey had a rollout week this week as well for the album, it's just that kind of scheduling of, okay, who's here and where and when and when can they fit and how we slot it in. Also, I have things that are arriving tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's so, honest. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you have to have backups, I think, at the end of the day, too. So my goal is to have a large fitting. And then as things kind of come in when they're available, you have them on hand and sometimes things change. So you just have to be flexible. But most of the time, like on my flight back from New York, the wife, I wasn't working. And the best part about leaving New York and going to LA is you get all those hours. You're just gaining time. And so when we finally got it, I think I had 126 emails and I just started going and just, cause you know, you're working at all times at all hours, you know, this, and you're also dealing with all of the different time zones yes. because those garments are all around the world. Exactly. And so it's Europe, it's East coast, West coast, Asia, depending on where the garments located. And so facilitating that sometimes we'll get an email at three o'clock in the morning and get back to it so that they can get it out in their time frame to FedEx. And yeah, and so basically import export is what I like to say our job is. <laughs> I would say 90% of the time it's asking for stuff, getting it and, and then shipping it. it back. Yeah. The, the <laughs> amount of time it's in the space is like 10 seconds. I mean, it's logistics on a very high level. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I had a production background and I'm so grateful for it because you have to be able to manage it. And also I am a worst case scenario thinker so that I can premeditate what could go wrong so it doesn't happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very practical in that way. Yeah. But it's also fun. It's fun for different people or they're stimulating different parts of your brain. I was going to say, in a weird way, I feel like maybe it would make things almost easier because like you're flexing so many muscles. It's like when you're working out a lot and then working out becomes easier. Whereas if you've had a break, then sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like getting back in shape, if you will, takes a minute where it's like this. It's like everything is flowing. Everything is crazy. You're going, you're going, you're going. Exactly that. I work better at zero or 100. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me when I have just like one thing happening and it'll take me four days to get all the emails out. Yep. Yeah. Cause your brain doesn't have time to second guess it per se or weigh all the other options. It's like, yes. Okay. Got it. Go. And that's a lot of, um, from when I worked with Carla, that was a nice boot camp. <laughs> I mean, learning from Virgo is always a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every different type of scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about our audience, I know that we have a lot of folks who either are men or dress men or dress the men in their lives. And I'm always curious about your best tip when it comes to dressing men, like, because I feel like it's such a rarefied art form in like, the details and like the millimeters of something can change everything can make something perfect or sloppy or whatever it may be. And to me, it's also the restrictions of it that are sort of inherently because there aren't as many silhouettes make mm -hmm. it more challenging, but also make it more interesting in certain ways because it becomes about those little nuanced details. Sure. So I'm curious from a fit point of view, like what are some of the top things that our audience should know when it comes to dressing men, like tips or fit things or anything? Tailoring. I mean, just tailor your jeans, boys. Tailor them. You don't want to see it where it starts shredding in the back because your pants are too long or just nip it in the waist. Just the slightest bit of tailoring makes it look like it's custom made for you. If it's a jacket, like I hate when the sleeves, the shoulder seam is just dropped too low and it's too big. It's just these tiny little details, no matter what the piece is. And it is worth it. It's price per wear. So once you buy it, and yes, you're going to pay a little bit more if you're going to get it altered, but then the amount of times you wear it are probably going to be extremely bigger than if you just hadn't done anything. And another thing that I think men in general are easing into more is like showing a little bit of ankle. Yes. I like a little crop. I like a no sock, something kind of European chic about that. That would be a suggestion I have to try for anybody wearing like slacks or a suit or anything. Just you never know. Try it with one pair of pants. If you're too scared to tailor them, just like roll it twice. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> cute. <laughs> In a Pharrell type of way. Yes. So we are about to head into award season. I'm curious about any trends that you think that we will see on the red carpet this season. I've seen a lot of bold color pairings, which as you said, I love color. I love color pairing and I love a rule of three with color. What's a rule of three? So for me, I feel like there always needs to be three colors in play. Even if it's black and white, I love a red lip. And so for instance, say I have on a, my hot pink sweatshirt, I brought a pair of chocolate brown pants to wear with it. And then I might have teal socks or I have my red nails or something like that where we've been told for so long to pair certain colors and other ones don't match. I love green and blue together. You know, I love a seemingly warm tone with a cool tone. You know, and a good example of that is Valentino. Pier Paolo is a master of color. And maybe that's who I'm obviously secretly channeling. He has a chocolate brown dress that Zendaya just wore, and he paired it with this beautiful pink jellyfish hat. I think most of the time you can bring something to life by adding another complementary element to it. And if you're too scared for it to be another item of clothing, like just do it with a bag or a shade of lipstick or a shoe, a shoe. Exactly. I have on red Clarks right now and they are my favorite shoe. I love that. 
I travel with them and I usually do a matching sock. But uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of that on the runway in a way that doesn't feel as safe or as generally classic as it has in the past. Yeah, because like I feel like we went through a spate of red carpets that felt very safe. It was just like the same mermaid silhouette. Or prom, one yeah. shoulder. Yes. And like the same colors. And like there was a, a moment of just like there were so many neutrals for so long. It's like how many ways can we wear beige? Exactly. Or jewel tones. No offense to jewel tones. But again, paired with that silhouette, you've seen it before generally. Yep. And I mean, to me, I'm excited to see a bit of life into it. And at the same time, the other thing I've seen a lot of is like layered tailoring. I'm lover of a suit and I love the vest for, you know, the ladies three piece suit or even just the vest and trousers. Dior had that with like a t-shirt on some of their runway shows. And I think even without the t-shirt or with a blouse, if you didn't want to do the full suit with it and even for everyday life, not just award season, but I always think it's quite cool on the carpet when you see somebody in a suit in a jumpsuit, or even the blazer dress. Yes, it's technically a dress, but wasn't it Emma Stone who wore, was it Lombard or Dior? Mm-hmm. And it was just a sheer skirt with the tuxedo dress. I'm like, that's so rad. It's just like a new concept to a classic silhouette. So I like seeing it. And I also just feel like that should be normalized anyways. Yes. Just don't assume that people need to wear dresses all the yeah. time. Hard pass on that. So you like a vest. And while we're here, I was like, let's talk a little bit about fall fashion. I feel like everyone needs a vest this fall. Who at Wear Collection has a good one that's coming up and an affordable price point that I'm excited about. But what else are you really liking for fall? I will say I like the kind of high-waisted baggy jean, which is an oxymoron in itself. But after coming out of so much comfort for so long, I'm kind of done with the skinny jean. If I do a tight jean, I like a crop flare. Yep. Or something kind of, you know, like that Carolyn Bissett silhouette or the classic 90s Levi's. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that kind of denim trend I'm super on board for because your true waist is pretty high. And well, then I'm not here for the Y2K low rise. Like that's going to be a hard note for me. <laughs> I know. I know. That's one that I didn't like it when it came around the first time. I'm not super into it now. Like good for you if that works for you. That's just not Mm -hmm. interesting personally to me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. So last question, I'll let you go because I know you have a ton of work to do and a million things to do. You can buy three things for fall. What are those three things? (sighs) Leather gloves or pleather faux, whatever you want. I love them in a color because I, I love a jacket, but I always like to push up the sleeves too. Or if you have something that's like a puff sleeve dress and you just put a glove with it. I'm a huge accessory fan. I'm also into the platform shoes that are so popular. Comfort. Again, let's get back to it. Like give me a stacked heel. And I love the kind of slip on booties with a platform. I just got a pair of the row boots with the zipper up front. They are my favorite shoe and I want to wear them with everything. And I'm not to be repetitive, but a vest. I'm even down for the sweater vest. Yep. I think it's such a fun kind of play where comfortable but you tried it's sort of like the new third piece exactly and again you can still fit it under a jacket because all I ever want to wear in life is a coat (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. Erica, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you for sharing some of your Met stories with us. This was such a delight on so many levels. I can't wait to see your people on the red carpet. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so wonderful. A huge thank you to stylist Erica Cloud. Make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you would rate and review us. If you have any guest suggestions or any other feedback, drop us a line at podcast at whowhatwhere.com or you can find us on social at whowhatwhere. See you next Wednesday on Who What Where with Hillary Kerr. This episode was produced by Hilary Kerr and Olivia Capaletti. Editing is by Natalie Thurman and Treehouse Recording in Los Angeles, California. Our music is by Jonathan Leahy. Thank you to Clarence Total Eye Lift for sponsoring today's episode. Clarence is committed to protecting the earth and helping children and local communities through partnerships with organizations such as Feed. By the end of 2021, they will have provided more than 36 million school meals to children around the world. This year, they're proud to be celebrating their 10-year partnership together and, in honor of their anniversary, invite you to join in on their social challenge beginning September 24th. Post a throwback photo of when you were in school to Instagram and make sure to tag at ClarenceUSA, at Feed, and include the hashtag ClarenceXFeed. You can also find instructions in the show notes of this episode. For each photo posted, Clarence will donate 10 school meals to a child in need. Help Clarence reach their 100,000 meal goal by October 10th. Learn more about Clarence's commitment to responsible beauty and shop their incredible products at ClarenceUSA.com.